morning. My name is Amanda Wilson, and I am currently in my last semester at UT Austin for my master's in social work. And now, a piece from J.J. Warren, a queer activist in the United Methodist Church. This piece is called Why Pride Matters. I'll never forget walking around General Conference and meeting a white-haired elderly woman. She looked at me and said, I've been fighting for this since I was your age. Her entire lifetime was spent seeking to make the church a safe space, not just for herself, but for me and for future generations who would hope to call this church our home. I can be who I am today because of those brave souls who came before and forged this path for me. I hope my generation will continue to tread the path of justice as boldly and eloquently as those before us. I'm sure you've seen quite a bit of this in the news recently, but 50 years ago, on this weekend, a riot broke out at the Stonewall Inn in New York City. Apparently, some police would enter gay bars and arrest or beat those who had gathered. On June 12, 2016, a 29-year-old walked into a gay nightclub in Orlando called Pulse and murdered 49 people and injured 53 others. Many people wonder why we need pride. Why must we celebrate the LGBTQ community so loudly? In Boston, a group has received approval to host a straight pride. They don't understand why one group should celebrate who they are. Pride matters for several reasons. The first of which being that is, it continues to raise visibility. It reminds the world that we have a right to exist. Straight folks typically don't need to do that. Growing up in a small town, I didn't know that being gay existed. I thought, who I was was just a deviancy from the norm, something which had to be corrected because it couldn't possibly exist. Pride matters because it's a reminder not only of how far we have come, but a challenge to press on further towards full equality for the entire LGBTQ community. Same-sex couples are still turned away from churches and bakeries. Trans women of color are still shot dead in the streets. Sex ed in public schools primarily teaches heterosexual practices, which leaves queer children ill-prepared. Pride matters for me, and I hope it matters for you. One accepting adult can save a queer kid's life. LGBTQ youth are four times more likely to die by suicide than their straight peers. We can be safe spaces. We can save lives. We can all share pride in the LGBTQ community. And may it be so. And now, our prayer for illumination. 
Holy wisdom, we ask that your spirit would guide us in meditation on your word, that we might be led more deeply into knowledge of you and love for all your creatures and creations. In Christ we pray. Amen. And now for our scripture reading. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 13. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Today's scripture lesson is perhaps one of the most familiar lessons in the entire Bible on love. St. Paul is writing to the early church at Corinth and is teaching them about love. Love is patient, love is kind, love never ends. These are familiar words to so many of us. Well, I'll share with you that I had a plan for this sermon on love. It was earlier this week, long before the in-person Sunday morning worship service and before the premiere of this YouTube service, I had an idea of what I wanted to say and where I thought this message would be headed. It's the first sermon in our series, A Season of Love. And I began the week on a high note, joyful about all that was ahead. But then there were some circumstances and some news that put a damper on things. And if I can be honest and transparent, I found myself in a bit of a funk. And the sermon that I had intended to preach, well, it felt irrelevant and inauthentic. And then the rain came. I remember a story about rain told by one of my favorite authors, 
Sumak Kid. It's a story that she tells of a dream that she had. In this dream, she finds herself in a small boat out in the middle of a large lake. In that boat, there is one other person, and it is a poor man. Now, it is uncomfortable for her to be in front of such poverty and need. And so Sue said that in the dream, every time she tried to look away from the man to avert her attention, the rain started up strong and steady. The rain fell so hard that it began puddling up inside the little boat and the boat began to sink with both her and the poor man inside of it. Somehow, though, whenever Sue in the dream would look back at the man, not doing anything, but just simply turning her attention and gaze upon him, the rains miraculously stopped, and the boat with the two of them in it was safe and steady. Suma Kid goes on to say that she awakened from this dream with a profound understanding of what it means when we say that we are all in the same boat. Turn your attention away from need and hurt, and you yourself will sink. But be attentive to it, and you will be saved. This is the message that St. Paul is telling the early church. His words about love are a plea for them to know that they are all in this thing called life together and that the way of love is the way that will keep them afloat. Now, of course, this doesn't mean that the way of love is easy, far from it. Sometimes, oftentimes, loving one another and loving the world means having our hearts broken over and over again. A few things that are breaking my heart this day. We find that recently over a dozen historic black colleges and universities throughout our country were on lockdown because of bomb threats. All of this at the start of Black History Month, just when we think the arc of history should be finally bending towards justice, we find ourselves instead taking giant steps backwards, it seems. In a meeting with a small group of leaders and members of the LGBTQIA community here at University UMC, I was reminded that while it is true that we celebrate our ongoing work to full inclusion, we also lament that we are even having to have these conversations with the larger denomination. We are heartbroken that there are still places where members of the queer community are not celebrated for the gifted children of God that they are in our communities and instead are seen as topics of conversation, issues to be talked about. I recorded this sermon earlier this week in an attempt to avoid getting out in the severe weather that is threatening to come. And I cannot know all that will unfold between the time I record this sermon and the time you see it. But we do know that a few days will pass, during which most all of us will have visions in our minds of the last severe weather storm, the winter storm last year that left so many people hungry and cold and alone. 
it would be easy, of course, to turn our attention away from the things that break our heart. But the way of Jesus calls us to acknowledge that we are in the same boat. Now, this is not a call to compassion fatigue. That's a real thing, and the human heart can only take so much pain. But the way of love that we are talking about is the kind that invites us to have our hearts broken by the things that break the heart of God. And when that happens, miraculously, our own hearts grow. Just recently, I experienced this in someone firsthand. I had gone to see somebody in the hospital, and after visiting with him a bit, I offered to pray, asked if there was anything in particular that he wanted me to pray about. I was thinking myself of healing, safe travels for the family that was on the road. But instead, the patient looked up at me with tears in his eyes. And he said, all the homeless people pray that somebody helps them. Somehow in this, his own situation, he was able to see beyond himself and to think of people living on the streets with no shelter, the severe weather looming. I drove away thinking to myself, this is the type of prayer that comes from somebody who knows that we are all in the same boat. And this is the type of prayer that comes from somebody who knows that having your heart broken is the only way to have it grow.